Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today, Stoicism. Now, this is the, probably one of the greatest philosophies, and a lot of you are probably practicing it right now, even though you might not know it. Now, the official definition, and I'm totally not in agreement with this definition, um, quote, is the endurance of pain, hardship, without the display of feelings and without complaint. Now, now let's let's look look into this. Now, if we look at uh, dichotomy of control, now this is hugely important because um, figure Stoicism started uh, way back. This um, guy Zephyrus, who was possibly a Phoenician, uh, he was super wealthy guy. And he's sailing along, and his ship goes down. So he loses all his wealth, almost loses his life, and he develops a philosophy of Stoicism. Now, um, Epictetus um, was probably one of the most famous uh, Stoics. Now, Epictetus uh, means um, uh, owned. Uh, And so we know that he was a slave. We don't really know his name. But listen to this quote. Some things are within our power, while others are not. Within our power are opinion, motivation, desire, aversion, and, in a word, whatever is in our own doing. Not within our power are our body, our property, reputation, office, and, in a word, whatever is not of our own doing. So think of that. Okay, so we have uh, a way to... uh, what, What is in control? What is not in control, and that and that's uh, uh, huge. <laughs> and I love this one quote: "To live a good life, we all have the potential for it, if we learn to be indifferent to what makes no difference." So we all have that ability. Now, um, uh, number one, uh, we try to control what is outside of our control, and that's where we have a, a challenge. Uh, for example. We cannot control what other people think, say, or do, but we can decide how we respond to it. So just think of, you know, seeing people running around with masks or, um, you know, uh, say the news, how, you know, everyone is talking about uh, social distancing and just, just basic insanity. So that is out of our control. We can't control the weather, but we decide to behave if it threatens a special day or event. We can't control the economy, but it's our responsibility to decide how we react when we lose money or an investment. We can't control a traffic jam, but we decide how to spend our time waiting in the car. Uh, so we try to control areas of our life that are outside of our reach. We risk feelings of powerless, in, in powerlessness, ineffective, frustrated, bitter, jealousy, resentful, and altogether unhappy. So um, look at what we can control, what we don't. Um, now, be aware that you are only in fully control of what our beliefs and actions are. So ask yourself, where in where in your life do you try to control things outside of your sovereignty? Like the thoughts, the opinions, the belief of other people, uh, the economy, the job, the market, political climate, uh, your body, your age, your hunger, your desire, your emotion. 
Okay, now now that is out of your control. Now, where in your life do you neglect control of things within your sovereignty? Now, number one, your actions. You are in control of your actions. Your thoughts, you are in control of your thoughts. Your beliefs, you're absolutely in control of your beliefs and your decisions. So the things that you're in control of, um, you, you, if you realize that that is the limit of your control, then um, you're going to have a hell of a lot better way to, to view our world. Now, I love this. The five basic principles. It's like a roadmap to, to Stoic philosophy. Manage your expectations and judgments. And if you can, developing self-control, exercising clear judgment, and overcoming destructive emotions. Hugely important. Because a Stoic is a person who remains calm, cool, collected in almost any situation. So the five basic um, principles, manage your expectations and judgments. And think, think how important that is, because if your expectations are that you're going to get a promotion or your expectations are that the world will go back to normal if you just get one shot um, or that your expectations are um, uh, that, that when Trump comes back in power, we're going to be okay, you know, all of these things are not in your control. Okay, and your judgments of those events. Now, be realistic about what you have the power to change. So when you're looking at the change, at, at what you have the power, you have total control of your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your decisions. That's the only thing that you have in control. The only thing. Now... Um, also, that that um, understand the meaning of equanimity and practice it. Now, equanimity. Now, this is the quality of being calm, even-tempered, composure, uh, evenness of mind, temper, calmness, firmness, especially under conditions uh, of great excitement, emotion, a state of resistance to elation and depression and anger. So this is an evenness of mind. Now, that is hugely important because when you look at, at what, um, <laughs> what, what you are in control over and what you're not, because remember, you're only in control of your, your actions, your thoughts, your decisions, and your beliefs. Now, the next one, so the five principles manage your expectations and judgments, be realistic about what you have the power to change, understand the meaning of equanimity and practice being calm and even-tempered. Um, call out your emotions for exactly what they are. And what I mean with that is look at, at how you're responding to something. Are your emotions, um, and I don't want to say valid, but do they serve you? Because you are in control of your thoughts. So if your um, emotions are negatively affecting you, then why are you doing that? Why are you choosing to have those thoughts? And then number five, live in harmony with nature, particularly human nature. And that is just about the most important thing you can do. 
Now, um, the four Stoic virtues, wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice. Now, wisdom, this is the ability you have to choose your response to the stimulus. And that's, that's what is internal and external. So um, you got a challenge or an event. You have the ability to choose your response. That's wisdom. So you're not going to react right away, you know, with a guttural response. Uh, courage. Courage is the ability to persevere, resist, and persist. And that's huge. Persevere, resist, and persist. Temperance. And this is acting with discipline, self-control, despite the draws of passion and greed. Temperance is hugely important. And justice. Imagine this. This instructs that we're all born for each other, to do good to one another and not for ourselves. Wouldn't that be amazing? If we could have a life with just, with just people living along with these four virtues, wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a, an old saying, you have the power over your mind. Realize this and you will find strength. My God, that's brilliant. Okay, now the tenets of Stoicism, uh, philosophy. One, manage your expectations and judgments. Um, now, think of this. When there's a gap between what you want and what you inspect in reality, it could cause anxiety, frustration, discord. You can have dreams and hopes and beliefs, but better that they are sensible. Okay, so you can't just like hope that you're going to fly one day unless you're a pilot. You know, you've got to have some type of, of uh, vehicle to do that. Okay, now, be realistic about the what the power... Um, you Be realistic about what you have the power to change. Now, a lot of people exert energy over circumstances, things that are out of control. And this is hugely important, particularly in today. Um, it, you figure, like, Western society has an obsession with winning and succeeding. In reality, these are things that you won't be able to do even if you put your mind to it. Learn how to distinguish what's in your power and what's not in your power. A good rule of thumb is to start with yourself. Now, practice equanimity in negative um, situations. Now, equanimity means the calm composure to speak a powerful concept of stoicism called apatheia. Uh, which is central to the philosophy. Humans are built in fight-or-flight mechanism that triggers any time um, which, which if there's a perceived threat. It works by riling up your emotions so you react instantly and intensely. However, as we evolve, we have more control over our environment and thus more safety and security. This mechanism has remained in place, causing us to overreact in certain situations that aren't life and death. With this practice, um, you can learn how to master the mechanism instead of allowing it to command you. Uh, so imagine if you can master your emotions, you literally change the chemicals your brain secretes. You change your physiology. You change your, your world. Now, number four, call out your emotions for exactly what they are. Now, how often do you feel unsettled, disturbed about something you can't art articulate? 
in the midst of adverse situations, like your thoughts are typically muddled by overpowering emotions, so it's easy to misinterpret what you're feeling. By calming down enough to name the emotion and its underlying cause, you'll be able to address the situation in an appropriate way. Um, one unfounded myth that Stoic practitioners seek to suppress emotion, but that's not what they do. They recognize emotion and put them in check so they don't cause damage. So controlling your emotions doesn't mean you suppress them. It means that you recognize them. Uh, so if you're feeling angry, frustrated, unheard, um, if you're, if you're, you know, figure out why you're having that emotion. And I love this quote. You don't have to turn this into something. Uh, it doesn't have to upset you. Think of that. You don't have to turn this into something. It doesn't have to upset you. Uh, I mean, damn. Okay, then live in harmony with nature, particularly human nature. Now, ancient Stoics um, was both a metaphysical and spiritual philosophy. In uh, in general, if you seek wisdom, you'll develop deeper insights about yourself and the world around you. You'll sharpen your intuition and replace impulsive behavior with purpose, intention, and logic. And I love this quote, very little is needed to make a happy life. It's all within yourself and in your way of thinking. Is that true or is that true? Absolutely. Now, uh, the purpose of of stoicism and and I'm bringing this up because you got to figure if if you are alive in 2020 your world has radically changed in the last year and and in last year and a half and so the things that you might have held has constant okay has has you know always going to be there um they are not there so it's important that we develop a philosophy that um, can allow us to survive and thrive in the upcoming environment of of inconsistency. I mean, of constant change, of things that we thought were um, were permanent are are definitely not permanent. So the Stoics sought fulfillment and happiness, which they believed came through virtue, logic, and reason. And again, if you're saying, look, the whole world is not logical, that is not in your control. You are in your control. You are in your control. And that's it, your decisions, your beliefs, your thoughts, those are in your control. Now, um, the Stoics promoted ethics as the primary concern for human understanding. Uh, literally, the ability to tell right from wrong and act accordingly. Through ethics, we can find happiness. Through ethics, we can learn to work for the betterment of the self and community. A core of Stoic ethics in, instructs the practitioner to develop healthy control, healthy self-control. And that's needed so we can more easily resist temptations of greed, lust, gluttony, wealth, power, status. And <clears throat> these things are are unvirtuous behaviors, and they prevent clear thinking and alignment with nature. Uh, while these things themselves are not good or bad, they promote bad behavior, which results in a path to unhappy life. So think of that. 
greed, lust, gluttony, power, wealth, and status. Um, they're not good or bad. They promote bad behaviors that results in pathways to unhappy life. Um, man, friggin' brilliant. Okay, now self-control, and this is hugely important. Um, and think of it. When you arise in the morning, think of what a privilege it is to live, breathe, and love. Now, self-control. To understand nature, we must make an effort to keep a clear and unbiased mind. This requires discipline and self-control to stop temptation of clouding our judgment and negative emotions from pulling us away from the truth of the situation. Now, the truth of a situation. God, I just lost my place here. Um, now, <laughs> oh God. Okay, yeah, you, you ever have one of those things where you know you're reading something and you hit the wrong button? Okay, well I just did. Okay, self-control. Uh, keep a clear, unbiased mind. This requires discipline, self-control to stop temptation, clouding our judgment, or negative emotions that are pulling us away from the truth of a situation. Destructive feelings can cause us to see things that are not true, threats that are not there, and pull us from reality of a situation. Um, now, you got to figure, they, the Stoics, they have the ability to be happy in hardship, content in adversary, and accepting in loss. The development of virtues um, helps cut the strings that drag along emotions of people when they are experiencing something difficult. The Stoics did not have to eliminate the emotion um, or run from the feeling. They looked to lessen the hold of these things have on the peace of mind. This was achieved through reason, judgment, and self-control. The use of logic, discipline, meditation, and objectivity that helped Stoics keep their composure in times of difficulty remain clear-headed to judge the best way to move forward. Oh, my God. Just is amazing. And th think of this. Every day when you arise in the morning, think of what a privilege it is to live, breathe, and love. Now, a brilliant philosophy is amori fati, and this roughly translates to love of fate or love of one's fate. Now, um, in the practice and accepting and embracing, everything has happened in our life and everything that has come before us. It's an understanding that nature of the universe is change. And without that change, we would not exist. We would not experience. Um, whether change is good, bad, enjoyment, suffering, or loss, it is necessary. And billions of years of constant change has brought us to where we are right now. In that way, we can learn to love fate. Now, if this isn't super appropriate for today, okay, change is, whether change is good, bad, enjoyment, suffering, or loss, it's necessary. And billions of years of constant change have brought us to this. Now, Marcus Aurelius said, frightened of change, but what can exist without it? What closer to nature's heart? Can you take a hot bath and leave the firewood as it was? Can you eat food without transforming it? Can the vital process take place without something being changed? Can't you see? It's the same with you, just as vital in nature. 
Um, and then look to thyself. There is a strength that will always spring up if you always look. Now, okay, so t- self-control, huge. The love of one's fate, huge. Now, mento memori, or remembering that you must die. As odd as that sounds, okay, now, death, it's not normally we sit around and talk about, okay? Uh, if anything, it's something you want to avoid. However, we're all going to die. We're all temporary. And our time is limited. And the experience of this crazy ride to life will come to an end. Now, the Stoics taught that in the constant reminder of death, we can learn how to live. Uh, counterintuitively, thinking about death can help us live better better happier and more present and here's how i mean for your memorial menti is a phrase that has spanned both time and culture it's been used in meditation from the stoics to the buddhist now memo um, memento mori is a reminder that your death is inevitable that your time is limited there will be a day when you and i won't wake up to enjoy the beautiful chaos of life It's one of life's guarantees. No matter where you're born, how rich you are, or what you do during your life, you will die. Death is simply a change, and change is life. And I love this quote. Death smiles at us all, but all we can do is smile back. (laughs) Oh, God. Marcus Aurelius, God bless you. Now, Seneca, again, great Roman philosopher, uh, meditating on death, quote, Let us prepare our minds as if we come to the very end of life. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's books each day. The one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. (laughs) Oh, God. And and Epictus um, said that uh, whenever you spend time with your loved ones, whenever you hug your family or kiss your partner, You should remind yourself that they are mortal, and one day they won't be there. This constant reminder of death helps us appreciate what we have, and impermanence makes things more valuable. And figure Marcus Aurelius again said, you could leave life right now. Let that determine what you say, think, and do. God, I I mean, it's just, when you you think about this, like the Stoic philosophers did not see death as a morbid idea that to, to be avoided. It was an aspect of life to be accepted and used to appreciate each new day, to remain grateful for the time that we have prioritized our actions and not waste time. Truly, if you if you look at death, if you look at, at how our our world is, how can we? Um, appreciate our life now when when you look at this philosophy zeno super rich guy um instantly became poor epitus um his name means acquired so you know is a slave seneca marcus aurelius so this is literally a philosophy that works from kings to slaves and it's a way that we can literally take charge of our world because, I mean, right now, if you are feeling powerless, if you're feeling lost, um, we this is the way to get our world back. Now, um, we're going to talk, talk about a couple of 
things on the the private site on the Dr. B VIP. I don't know how they're um, regulating the Blog Talk Radio, but I'll try it now. I just want you to know, okay, the pharmaceutical industry, particularly Pfizer, is a convicted felon. Now, Pharmacia and Upjohn, they literally, and this is out of justice.gov, they paid a a fine for $2.3 billion for fraud and marketing pled guilty to a felony of violation, um, $2.3 billion. Now, um, <laughs> uh, we also have a problem with uh, ethics, and this is something that I've got to, I'm, I'm arranging my health talk as, as we speak right now. Okay, there's a, a Canadian group and this is um, an, an Ethics 101 from a professor who is literally banning, okay, uh, and, and firing people up in Canada. Uh, the legal definition of coercion in Canada is use of intimidating behavior that puts a person in immediate fear of the consequences in order to compel that person to act against his or her will. Coercion. I mean, that's, that's pretty much everybody that's requiring a vaccine if you don't want one. If you do, God bless you, go get it. If you don't, you shouldn't have to be forced to get it. Now, um, the Nuremberg Code that enacted um, after the horrible experience on Jews in World War II states that the consent of the individual to any medical procedure is absolutely necessary. Now, the risk of dying from COVID for those 18 to 49 is 0.000 Five. So that's a 99.9995 uh, chance of not dying, and which means that the students on the campus literally do not have any risk of dying from SARS-CoV, and that's about the same death rate as influenza. Um, you know <laughs> that that you would have if. Uh, if you were reasonably healthy and normal. Now, it's interesting because liability, and you got to figure our vaccine adverse event reporting system, so far today, they have 675,593 adverse events associated with COVID vaccines. So that's over half a million. Okay, now 14,000 deaths. 18,000 permanent disabilities, and 58,000 required hospitalizations. Now, that's not the big deal. The big deal is that the vaccine adverse event reporting system is the only system we got, and it's completely ineffective. In fact, they get between 1% and 10% of all of the injuries. So you could multiply this by 10 or 100 based on on what what the events are because most doctors don't know that the cardiac arrhythmias or the the cardiac myopathies in these little kids or 20 or 30 or 40 year olds um, could be related to the shot because they may have got the shot like a week or two weeks before Um, so you know a lot of these things are not um, reported now we know that there's four times higher risk of myocarditis 
um, and this is this is huge. This is um, a retrospective study from the British Medical Journal found 12 to 15-year-old healthy boys experienced four times higher risk of cardiac adverse events and myocarditis after the second dose of the Pfizer COVID shot um, than being admitted to the hospital as a COVID patient. The researchers estimate that the rate of myocarditis after the second dose of Pfizer's was 162 per million cases um, in healthy boys 12 to 15. It'd be higher for college-age kids, presumably, since the Israeli daddy, data um, put the average age of Pfizer myocarditis at 25. Um, I mean, it's 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 nuts. So we're we're going to go through and 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 change this world. <sighs> Having a philosophy, realizing uh, that you can control things in your control, and you can't control those things out of your control. What's in your control? Your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your decisions. And these are what we have to hold dear and true, and particularly in challenging times. And if we do not get upset over things that we do not and cannot control, but you do have control of your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your decisions. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. This is the voice of reason. We've got to thrive in this new environment um, because it, it is constantly changing. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.